1: To all of us, because you are our very first in person studio audience. (laughs) We didn't have the privilege of that in year one. And what a way to kick things off! We are here in my hometown of Hollywood (laughs) at the iconic Paramount Studios. My grandfather, John Barrymore, shot here. I love that. Hello, hello. (laughs) I am so excited for our very first guest. She may be the biggest star on the planet. We've worked together. We've laughed together. And I cannot believe right now that we're actually here together. It's total kismet, because she's here to help us kick off our second season of this daytime show. I know! As she jumps into the second season of her upcoming series, The Morning Show. And when I say that acting doesn't get better than this, I mean it with every fiber of my being. Please welcome the magnanimous Jennifer Aniston. some of that. <laughs> Hi, babe!
2: Hi. Hi! This is... First of all, seeing you in the in the flesh, because ah. I've been watching this, and you're so good. You're so good at this. Honestly, I love every single bit of it. You get stains out of s***. I mean, I, oh. someone said to me, Oh, what was, put it, a was it, stain was it, on the well, chair? Well, I've already put a stain on your chair because in my body makeup, you're I like know. dying for that, right? Oh, this man. has been in your blood for a long time. Yes, yes. It really
1: did start when I was like 14 living in my first apartment, and there was a laundromat down the street, and I would get into that washer like it was a cauldron and I was a witch. <laughs> Fabric softeners, stain removal, bleach, oh. the whole art of. And I think that's where it was
2: born. So It also holds the sentence, 14, my own apartment. It's, you know, we're... This we're, girl has lived it. Well, we're going through a journey
1: today. Yes. And I wanted to take this intimate tour of Los Angeles that really showed every place that I've lived. Do you still have the house that I've been to a few times? I sold it, actually. I know. That was a very painful thing for me, a very scary thing for me to leave my one anchor.
2: That was your anchor.
1: When you moved from New York to LA, what were the feelings? What was that experience like to let go and start anew?
2: Yeah, well, Let go and start a new... I don't think anybody moving, going from New York to L.A. ever actually says, I'm moving. You're you're going on a vacation. (laughs) That then just keeps extending itself because you're almost too afraid to to say as an actor, I'm going to go try to make it in California because if I didn't make it in New York for two years. God knows I'm going to make it in L.A. So I'm just going to go visit my father. And then I landed and I knew one person. And then I met another person... Who then introduced me. And then I went to this little party, like a little house party in Laurel Canyon, maybe 12 people. Next thing you know, I'm in a goddess circle in Laurel Canyon. And I all of a sudden had someone, I couldn't just talk. You have a talking stick. I was like, wow, I am really, I have landed in Los Angeles. <laughs> and then I was, I, I had a job at a telemarketing company, like in what East, I don't even know where it was. Uh, selling, selling, t- Pocono timeshares, <laughs> and then I did get a, a a job, so I moved from Studio City. W- w- with I met these people, these, this group of people, and they all had rentals on this street in Laurel Canyon called Beach Knoll Road. Yep, um, one lived here, one lived here, one lived here, and they would all sort of visit each other. There was one house that everyone kind of congregated in, and then one night I was there. They're like, "This one's available for rent." So then I got myself up on the hill and we were called the hill people. (laughs) Lived this fun few years doing jobs here and there and then friends happened, which I thought I'd kind of manifested because I said, this is sort of the way I live on the hill where you have your friends and everybody shows up at the house um, at Monica and Rachel's. I was like, I feel very, this is very familiar to me.
1: Do you believe that you do manifest things? Yes. Like one is capable of manifesting.
2: I've been told to manifest you, whatever it is that you are wanting to manifest. You You speak to it as though it's already happened. Okay. I like that. So thank you for this wonderful job that I have dreamed about and prayed for and uh, with this glorious crew, and a joyful experience. Thank you for that. Now,
1: it's hard to, like, pass by the career that you've had and jump to the next one, and then we're going to go backwards, but Adam Sandler...
2: (laughs) ...who is someone that... The Sandman. The Sandman. The Sandman can. Adam is,
1: he's one of a kind, isn't he?
2: He's a unicorn. Yes, he really is. <laughs> he's a unicorn because he's a joy, he walks with joy, lives with joy, and he doesn't get moody. He, yeah, comedians are moody. And I'm attracted to them because I want them to make me laugh in real life.
1: Yes. And Let your girlfriends do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, so there was this uh, Twitter debate that happened about who is a better partner for Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, or Drew Barrymore, which sounds weird to say my name. And what I loved about what came out of that was- What? <laughs> well, that you and
2: I chose each other. Oh, well, that's a no brainer. Yeah. That's because, you know, the, the, there's the, the, the phrase the guys like to say, you know, bros before hoes.
1: Oh my God, I was gonna say hoes before bros. Always.
2: And that- Is sisterhood. That's right. And we
1: have had that. And you have it with your friends. And we just celebrate that. And I loved that that was the true answer. Yeah. We've got to take a quick break, but she's not going anywhere. We'll have more with Jennifer Aniston right after this.
3: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
2: Please don't make me go back in there, come on. I'm saying this as a friend, Alex. We
0: don't know what's gonna be in Maggie's book.
2: Oh, that sounds like you do know what's gonna be in Maggie's book. No, I don't. I know her editor, but she won't tell me.
4: But whatever it is, this gives you the opportunity to
2: go in there and respond without looking like you're responding. To defend yourself. Jesus, what am I defending myself about that I didn't already admit on national television? Welcome back. We are here with America's
1: sweetheart and someone who just is the coolest person on the planet, Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) You know, the morning show. Yes. (laughs) What are you channeling in that? Because it's the greatest thing I've ever seen as an actress and in your
2: body of work. It was basically about just revisiting some of the shadows, blind spots that I put into a particular file and meeting them head on and actually releasing them. It was like an extraordinary therapy, better than any actual therapist that I've been going to for years on end. Because, Do you think that Alex Levy is the closest
1: character to you or that you've blessed it with some of your
2: deepest truths behind I her? think it's a little bit of both. Alex Levy is people, someone maybe in particular, who I have witnessed in my life. People, say a combination of people who I have watched and, and remember thinking, I don't want to ever do that. I don't want to be that. Then there is sort of the tapping into the part that wants to have that scream into your pillow and yell, which I never was able to do because until I did it in front of 150 crew member. Because you wouldn't let yourself? I wouldn't let myself. I didn't know how to, uh, I like to discuss things, like to have a conversation, a rational conversation. Because if you're ever with someone who's a screamer, nothing gets done. I just go shut down, shut down, shut down.
1: What was it about this point in your life that you were like, I've, was it, and I have nothing to lose? It's
2: written. It was written for me. It was written for me. It was written. We talked about it. There's a part as you get older that you just hit a wonderful, who gives a rat's? This is just my
5: raw
1: Right? Yes. Um, I thank you for sharing that with the world uh, because it's cathartic for us watching it. Thank you. I'm serious. It's, I'm, you. I just
2: marvel. I marvel, I marvel, I marvel. I can't wait to do a comedy, let me tell you that. Well, rush me to a comedy immediately. I don't after know. completing that second season.
1: I mean, now when I think of hair, obviously you're the most famous head of hair we've got. Seriously, sad. I mean, come on, the Rachel. Hello. Yeah. So when I hear that you're doing hair care, I'm like, give it to me now. I'm on the feeder.
2: Tell me about Lola V. It comes out of many years of having really uh, unruly hair, and that's always been my struggle. I paired myself with these wonderful people that used to be part of Arden, and maybe five years ago we started working on this. And it's we're doing one product at a time because it has to be perfect, and that was the first one we started because I live for a good detangler. Because, you know, you rip through your hair when it's wet is half the damage.
1: I heard a hot tip. When your hair is wet, use a wide-tooth comb because your follicle is at its most fragile. Yes. Please do not use a brush and break through it.
2: You- Especially a really bristly brush is, your, is death. Or there's actually wet brushes that are made for wet hair. I do love that wet brush. I love a wet brush. I just discovered it. Oh my god, I have minis for my kids. and They're all there over the There are
1: house. minis? Yes, they, you can travel with them. Oh god. I'm going to get you so many wet brushes, you're oh, not going to believe. I'm just
2: not going <laughs> to know what to do with myself.
1: And, OK, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to put Jen and some of our game skills to the test. Oh boy. And we're going to play the classic game show, Let's Make a Deal, because Wayne Brady himself is here to play, and we might have something important for dogs in it. I hope. This is all about you and the rescues. We'll be right back. Okay. Uh
4: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
1: Very charming Jennifer Aniston, and we're about to play Let's Make a Deal to hopefully win some money for these puppies from Wagmore Pets, a dog rescue,
2: and you have a very special connection with Wagmore. I do. My latest, uh, Lord Chesterfield, was rescued from Wagmore. Well, everyone knows that I love a game show, and who doesn't? What better way to kick
1: off Los Angeles Week than a classic game show, Let's Make a Deal everybody. Welcome, Wayne Brady. <laughs>
6: Hello.
2: Hi, Wayne Brady. Pleasure. I know. Can you handle it? <laughs> It could be yours though. Oh, no, I already got
6: four.
7: I already have four. Hey y'all.
1: All right, Wayne. Oh. Thank you for honoring us with your presence. What oh, was my pleasure? I just visited you in your premiere week. Yes, ma'am. So thank you for coming no today. Tell pleasure. us what we are playing for.
7: All right, so if you know let's make a deal, you know that we love to make a deal, of course. So we're gonna play a game called How Much Is Enough. <laughs> now, easy peasy game. This first prize that you're playing for, it is a picture of us on the set. Of Let's Make a Deal. Now, do you keep this picture as amazing as it is and just walk away? It's yours. Or do you take a silver envelope? And that silver envelope will be brought to me by the Money Fairy, a.k.a. Chris oh. Ahern, one of our producers. Thank you, Money Fairy.
1: Uh, with all due respect to both of us, I think I'm going to go with the... Well, silver. Yeah. Right? Silver
7: envelope. Now, you know, this could be a zonk. A zonk. Yeah. But it isn't. It's $25,000. Oh, my God. So you've got $25,000 for Wagmore. Now, you can keep your $25,000 and your picture and just walk away. Or you could take this gold envelope. If, (laughs) If you decide to take the gold envelope and there's a zonk inside, then you lose everything.
1: I'm gonna say you That sounds like peer pressure. We're gonna go for yes, Wayne. Please, guys.
7: Remember when I said that if this was a zonk, you'd lose everything? Yes, we remember. Okay. (laughs) I just gotta reiterate. I know. Another $25,000. Another $25,000 to Wagmore. You now have $50,000. Yes! Plus the picture. Which I'm so happy that you get that because I'm a dog dad. I've got four dogs. Yes. So gay Wagmore. Yay, Wagmore. Money Fairy. The big envelope, please. Thank you. But if this is a zonk, you lose everything. So you can walk away right now with your 50 grand.
1: Remember, we talked about not wanting to be greedy and yes. not being ambitious. I think we stick with it. I do too. Stick
7: it. So you're passing on the envelope. Oh God! Oh, Come on. Yes. Man. Yes. Oh yes, my goodness. Yes. Yes. You guys have shot films all all, all over the world. Have Have you ever shot in oh. Hungary?
2: No. No, he hates the idea. And I'm Hungarian.
7: Okay. Because what you passed on, this is a zonk. (gasps) And (gasps) little known that zonk is actually the Hungarian translation of he's just not that into you. So, congratulations. You missed out on a zonk. Let's hear from Wagmore. Ms. Addison, Drew, thank, thank you so, so, nice so to much. You. Was
1: thank, you, thank you, thank so, oh, you they're So cute. <gasps> thank you so much. That's fifty thousand dollars, and fifty thousand dollars. That's towards amazing. Like to hold, because, sure. I mean, you just. By the way, come on. Don't pee on me, baby. I think it, it's good. Um, all right, that's fifty thousand dollars, and it'll go towards Wagmore Pets oh. Dog Rescue, oh. which. Jennifer Aniston has brought to the forefront of our attention. It's an extraordinary organization right here, but you can support it from all across the country. We want to send a huge thank you to The Wildest, your go-to pet parent site and pet DNA decoder wisdom panel for your donations and supporting Wagmore Pets Dog Rescue. Those are the two companies that gave us the $25,000 each Yay! day, And thank you so much for supporting Wagamore. Go to Show.com to find out more information on the Wildest, Wisdom Panel, and Wagmore Pets Dog Rescue. And Wayne, thank you so much for doing
2: this <laughs> Thanks for having yeah. me. Pleasure to see you, Wayne.
1: Be sure to check out Let's Make a Deal today on CBS. The morning show premieres Thank Thank September you. 17th on Apple TV. We'll be right back. Thank you.
4: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle, find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Welcome back to our season two premiere show coming to you from sunny Los Angeles, California. We really do have amazing weather here. And uh, today we're celebrating a Drew Gooder right here. um, And she's from Watts, South Los Angeles, and has spent the last 50 years educating children from underserved communities. Take a look at her story.
8: Hi, I'm Dolores Sheen, a.k.a. Aunt Dolores. And I'm the executive director and co-founder of the Sheenway School and Culture Center in Watts, South L.A. The school opened in 1971. 50 years ago, and we're still here, reaching out a teaching. I was gonna be a doctor, I dropped out of school, took Montessori courses so I could be an educator. Our curriculum is enriched, and we use everything we can in our power to develop and encourage critical thinking. Sign language, drama, music. We have a cricket club, the first cricket club in the hood. I teach harp a violin, cello, bass, piano. We had all these pumpkins in our little garden and that's how the Sheenway Bakery was born. The Child Wagon was launched on Juneteenth of this year to allow the children to serve the community. Come get your delicious pumpkin bread. I'm never gonna retire because as long as I can give, I think I'll live. It's a good feeling when you know that someone's gonna walk out knowing more than they did when they came in and you had a part of it. I think that's why I love children so much. Sorry. (laughs) It's like good in the hood.
1: And I understand you brought two special gentlemen here today. Yeah, some
8: good cooks. Oh, <laughs> this is this is Marcus, and that's Jordan. Uh, Marcus.
1: I'd like to ask what your favorite thing is about being a part of this community. Is fun and it's beautiful. I love that you summed up one word that speaks volumes. <laughs> And Jordan, what about for you? I like the food. I think something all people can relate to and appreciate. And you also have um, Sheenway Sister School in Ghana, Africa. Will you please tell us about that program?
8: Our school here is in an underserved area of what they call South LA in the hood. Our school in Ghana is in the bush. It's like an underserved area. We were the first registered private school in the Volta region.
1: Um, and you guys brought some baked goods for us. And um, these are treats from the Sheenway Bakery, right?
8: Yes. The students own and operate their bakery because there's a history of why we have the bakery. And the history stems from when uh, the community and Richard Pryor helped us get a peace treaty with the Bloods and the Crips, to two the main gang factions. And we wanted to say thank you. And that year, we had a lot of pumpkins in our garden. So I said, let's try to make some pumpkin bread. And they said, let's give Richard Pryor some. So he loved the pumpkin bread. And that's how the bakery got started. And not only that, he came back three times to talk with the dialogue. And. That set a different perspective on the community. Like, someone knows we're here. Someone knows our pain. That was more than any money or anything anybody could give. And to this day, he is our hero. To this day. The
1: layers of importance and beauty just keep unfolding. And we also have some special people joining us right here in the audience who are proud of you and what you have done for your community. Please welcome Principal Roy Sadakane, faculty and alumni from the Sheenway School. Hello. I love that, Principal Roy. What is your hope for Sheenway in the next 50 years?
8: Currently, as Aunt Dolores had mentioned, we have a school in Sasakope, Ghana, and we're starting a new digital infrastructure that
1: will connect our Los Angeles school to the school in Sasakope, Ghana. Well, you're going to need support. And you deserve that. And to commemorate your 50th anniversary, our friends at ConAgra Brands Foundation are donating $20,000 to the Sheenway School and Educational Center in Watts, California. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dolores. Thank you, Marcus and Jordan, Principal Roy, and everyone at the Sheenway School and Cultural Center in Watts. For more information, you can go on our website at thedrewbarrymarshore.com to support this incredible institution. And we'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Believe that we get to launch our second season from Hollywood. To make the most of this moment right now and honor it in a way it truly deserves, I wanted to take a look back at some of the places that shaped me, and I wanted to take you with me. This is an intimate tour of my LA. I'm going to take us to the first place I lived until I was seven years old. Hang on to your hats. They've really made it look so much more romantic. The bars were on the windows because it just wasn't safe enough, but the neighborhood's gotten so much better. God, I'm so tempted to just beg them to let me in. I, I don't have to be lonely anymore. I was so lonely in this house. It was just me and my mom, and it was it was just a really sad energy. It was very empty and very lonely. And um, you know, I grew up and got in charge of my own destiny, and now my house is like Grand Central Station. <laughs> There's so much life. And there's so many people. And this place just taught me that I wasn't the kind of person who wanted to live in a quiet, lonely place. I I wanted to live a life where I was around a lot of people. I learned to drive at Sophia Lorenz Ranch in Calabasas her two sons Carlo and Eduardo taught me in a Renault Lacar and they taught me on a stick shift. Oh my god, when I was trying to attempt sleeping at night even though I was just so scared. This is what cats sound like when they are mating. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That was the soundtrack to this apartment. As much as the building looks charming, back in the 70s, there was a lot of like, don't park your car at night alone. There's bars on the windows, there's bars on the individual apartments. I mean, for a 14 year old, I was like, I was scared. And um, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared anymore at all. I definitely am glad that my kids, no matter what, because we're going to, all of us are going to screw it up with our kids. We're going to do our best, but we're going to make mistakes. I'm so glad that my kids won't be having to live on their own at 14. And that's as healing to the 14 year old me as it can get. This is it. Oh my God, it's still here. The washing machine. This is such a dream to be here. I spent years here. When I first lived in my apartment that I was so scared and the truth was is that I would let the laundry and dishes and everything pile up. I didn't know how to clean. But this was where I learned how to take care of myself. You know, the books were the school, and this was like the domestic journey of learning how to live on your own. Kids don't know how to take care of themselves until you teach them. Olive and Frankie, I'm coming for you. This the start of my stain removal story. You know, we have a segment on our show called Stand for Stains. And um, I absolutely just loved taking this tour and sharing it with you. That's why I did it, Um, including our last stop. It's a place I haven't been back to in a long time. It's the institution where I spent a year and a half of my life. Um, And take a look. right here. The place with all the barbed wire. Yeah, that's it. I was a real wild child and I just got so out of control that no one knew what to do with me. And so my mom called a friend because her daughter was out of control and they drove me here in the middle of the night and they walked me right Through those two doors and when you go through those two doors you do not come out Um, and I was there for a year and a half I think this is important for me to share with people because when they watch our show we have a very beautiful set and I get to dress in nice clothing and get my hair and makeup done and There's an elegance hopefully to the show, but I will never lose sight of this part of my story. And I have seen and been through things and they've helped me just recognize in all of us that we go through stuff and it can't be embarrassing. It has to be our strengths. It has to be something that we can be proud of because we overcame it and we look back with honor and humor. (laughs) My life is so wonderful compared to what it was in this place.
8: I can't even believe I actually get to be where I am now because when I was here, I didn't see that. I thought I would be here forever. I never thought I was going to make it to somewhere better. And I'm just so happy with my life. And I don't know if I would have the life I have if it wasn't for a place like this.
1: So,
2: it was so important
8: to come here today and just
2: like honor this.
1: It's very empowering. It's very celebratory. I just get to visit it in my dreams and wave hello and know I'm not here anymore. That's pretty cool. Welcome to the Trueberry Barrymore Show. (laughs) Where we like to keep it real. Thank you for taking the time to uh, be so intimate with me. I really appreciate it. And um, there's so much more, actually, to this tour. So if you go to our website at thedrewbarrymarshow.com right now, you can watch the full version. And uh, we will be right back. Is the only news that wonders how you've been all summer. <laughs> and with me at the desk, this season, the co-pilot of my news dreams, Rossi Ross Matthews. Durrell,
5: we're back! I have missed you so much, and what a way to kick off season two, Drew. I mean,
1: I was a girl alone in a box until you came and rescued me, Rossi. Oh, I was your knight in shining armor. You are my knight in shining armor. More like knight
5: in sequins, but I'll take it. Thank you, Drew. (laughs) True,
1: true, true. All right, we're going to jump right in with this epic movie news. Apparently, everyone in Hollywood is starring in Don't Look Up, and it's the new movie by Adam McKay. Adam McKay has done everything vice. vice
5: anchorman yeah uh, big short yes he's mm-hmm. a
1: genius mm-hmm. um the trailer is out now and variety reports that leonardo dicaprio so hot uh-huh. and jennifer lawrence also so, so hot, hot star as two astronomers trying to save the world from total destruction it's a reality movie <laughs> um thank god just kidding it's not it's fictional take a look <laughs> <laughs>
8: There's
2: a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many The World is Ending meetings we've had over the last two
1: years? Drought, mm-hmm. famine, all in the ozone is so boring. I mean, Meryl Streep is the frickin' president. Yes.
5: Uh, Meryl Streep, you got my vote. Thank you so much. I, I want her to be the president for real. I know. Secretary of State Diane Keaton, I'll take it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Diane, please come on this show. We are... I mean, please, we we stalk her, we stand Diane Keaton. I mean, hello.
4: Hello.
5: You look like the Annie Hall of Fame right now. Miss Diane Keaton, please take
1: my hand in fashion marriage and please grace us with your presence. God, we love her so much. And guess what? What? We have more good news, Ross.
5: Oh, yeah. So Jennifer Lawrence, did you hear this? Uh, People report she's got a bun in the oven and it's not sourdough. She is expecting her first child with her husband, Art Gallery director, Cook Maroney. I love her so much. And do you know what, what you call it when a pregnant Jennifer um, Lawrence has cravings? Hunger games.
1: <laughs> you know. What? Um, no,
5: don't clap. That I actually stupid. Have, no. I,
1: have a, I have a story about Jennifer Lawrence. Tell me everything. Okay. I was at lunch with her, me, and Cameron Diaz. So we're in the restaurant, and um, we see this guy outside, and he looks like a paparazzi and um, he's on a moped and he's got cameras and we're like, oh, we're all in the restaurant. And we, you know, we just showed up looking crappy and we're all just like, oh, God, it's that moment. yeah. And um, we're like, you know what? Let's just go out. And uh, he was a nature photographer, had no interest in us. <laughs> and boy, did we feel stupid. Oh, that's hilarious. And it was hilarious that we all just had a big laugh at our own expense. Oh, I love that. We were like, oh, he... He doesn't care at all about the three of us. He is a bird watcher. I know,
5: but he missed like the best picture ever. Can you imagine? Wow.
1: Okay, I'm very interested to get your take on this next story, Rossi, because a new study from the American Institute of Physics found that heterosexual women consistently rated men who speak less clearly are more attractive.
5: What? What? (laughs) What?
1: The mumbling got these ladies' motors a-rumbling. And now, previous science found that straight men, on the other hand, were more attracted to women who clearly speak and enunciate. Mm -hmm. You heard
5: me. Oh, I heard you. We're
1: going to get Tanya's take, who is right here in the audience. And you say that you love a mumbling man, Tanya.
4: Yes,
7: I do, actually. And he's sitting next to me. <laughs> oh,
2: oh <no>. Hi! <laughs> so, okay, um,
1: what was the draw
2: other than the mumbling? He was trying to ask me how he was mumbling, and I found it very cute and attractive. I felt like he was kind of shy and some sensitive side in him for some reason. <laughs> Three years later... He asked me to marry him. He proposed, and he mumbled again. Can you do an impression? How did he do it? Well, he couldn't say it, but he wrote it down in a little note, and he gave me some roses, and he had the oh. ring. And then he was like, would you marry me, baby? That's what it said on the note, and I clearly understood. That's what he was asking. Gus, why do you think that
1: you just are so darn charming? <laughs>
7: Well, first of all, like, I was really nervous because she's so beautiful. And, you know, I just got, I just started uh, uh, mumbling and I couldn't get it right. And so when I wanted to ask her to marry me, I was like, I'm going to mumble again. And so I, I wrote it down just in case so that she can get the message.
1: Thank you, Tanya and oh. Gus. This was so fun. It's our first official news in Hollywood.
5: I know. And we got an audience. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. We'll be right back. Amazing.
1: got it two days ago. Welcome back. All right, it's almost time to go, but before we do, we love to leave you with a little something to go, and we like to call it the doggy bag. Uh, there it goes. And today, we're talking about a product that I am a huge fan of, and I hope you guys are going to love it.
5: Uh, it uh, what? Uh, Drew. Oh, <laughs> uh,
7: <Drew. laughs> uh,
1: Happy to see
6: you. Well, I heard you were shooting on the lot. And you know, I've been here so long, I'm like the welcome wagon, so I brought you a welcome basket. And, you know, your grandfather shot a lot of movies here, right? I so, know. I found some photos of him on the oh. lot here. So, how about that? That
1: is
6: so Holly sweet. Want oh, you, me, right? Hello. that
5: is so
1: yeah. sweet. I, I knew that he was here, but I, I didn't have any photographic evidence of it. Yeah,
6: well there you go. And I've got something even more special for you. This is amazing. You know, it, he shot one of the most iconic movies ever. <clears throat> this is the original poster for Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from the 20s.
5: Aww. Okay.
1: I- Am, um, I'm going to put these up immediately. I love that you're going to be associated with these moments because you're bringing me closer to my roots.
6: You're welcome and thank you for being my friend and welcome to the Paramount lot. Do not park in my spot. <laughs> I, <won't.
1: laughs> I will I um, will let
6: you finish your show and do what you do. I love you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Well... Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Dr. Phil. Um, House Calls with Dr. Phil actually airs Wednesdays at 9 p.m. on CBS, and season 20 of Dr. Phil airs weekdays. And you check your local listings for that. I want to thank all of our guests, and I feel so lucky. And I just love you, Drew. I love you guys.
0: Thank you for everyone <laughs> watching us.